The following program was recorded from Uncle Devin's Facebook video page at Uncle Devin Show. Audio quality may not be the same as previously recorded shows, which were directly recorded by Radio One. We apologize for any inconvenience and thank you for listening. That's right. This is the Uncle Devin Show. Uh, you're listening to my show here on WOL 1450 AM 95.9 FM, where information is power. And we come to you every Monday from 1230 to 1 p.m. And I'm your host, the Uncle Devin, the children's drum cushionist. So I j I'm not just a drummer. I'm not just a percussionist. I'm a drum cushionist. Uh, and uh, I want to welcome you to another edition of my show that's dedicated to eradicating what we call music adultification. That's uh, the process by which we force our children to listen to inappropriate adult music instead of providing them with age appropriate and culturally relevant music. Uh, you can join our conversation uh, as, as my music goes. Oh, I love that theme song, by the way. I, uh, I, uh, not, not just because I, I hope to write it, but it's just yeah, every superhero got to have their own theme song. Um, but you can join our conversation by calling 1 800 450 7876. That's 1 800 four five zero seven eight seven six or uh, you can hit me up on Twitter at Uncle Devin and Devin is spelled D-E-V-I-N uh, or if you go to Insta Instagram, YouTube or Facebook you can reach us at Uncle Devin Show and we're streaming live on our Facebook app. Now today's program is brought to you by Galbraith AME Zion Church uh, located at 1114 6th Street Northwest Washington DC. Uh, Reverend, uh, I'll say my, my mentor, uh, Reverend Farad B. and he pronounces it Messiah. Masa. Masa, yeah. Masa El. Masa El. Farad B. Masa El is pastor. And my guests today are two of their members. Um, we have first the first lady of Galbraith, uh, Miss Sharita uh, Masa El. Uh, that's, that's with us. And then my second guest is no stranger to WOL uh, or the Radio One community. Um, her name is uh, Karen Marie Wood Woodbury. Is that correct? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and and she used to, uh, she hosted and produced um, uh, Order in the House on WL 1450 AM. And I'm going to have her talk a little bit about how long she did that, that focused on the black family. And you may have heard her getting you in and out of traffic um, uh, or really in, 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 in and out of good weather back in the day when she was uh, announced the closing and delays for Magic 102.3, uh, the Winter Storm Watch. So I want to welcome you all to the Uncle Devin Show. Thank you so much. It is an honor for you all to be here. Um, I want to first thank Galbraith because a lot of people, uh, they hear what we do and they talk about what they do, but you all have stepped up and, and helped even be a sponsor for this event. So I want to, uh, for this, for the show. So I want to thank you all. Um, Galbraith has been near and dear to me. Um, even when I was active in the Amy Zion church and I first stood up focusing on social political issues, Galbraith was one of the first churches that allowed me to come in and to speak and to, uh, provide my research. And I, I'm, I'm trying to remember the late pastor, uh, he, he definitely passed away years ago. Um, this was in the late 90s. It'll come back to me and perhaps some of the listeners may remember. Um, but but thank you all for being here. And so I want to start with the first lady. Yes. All right. Uh, now, because this is a music show, I first want to start off focusing in on music. Now, I've heard about your voice. Oh. <laughs> I've heard that you are a wonderful singer. But I will I understand that you do some singing. So talk to the audience, first of all, uh, anything you'd like to share with us, but also talk to us about, uh, you know, your musical background. 
Well, I would just like to say, first of all, good morning to Galbraith Amy Zion Church, yes. the church where love is lived. Yes. Reverend Farad Masael. Yes. I've always loved singing. I've, I've sang all my life. I came into the world to sing. <laughs> like uh, music does calm the savage beast. Yes. And it helps me to relax. It helps me to tell the story. It helps me to relay messages. It helps me to raise a praise vibration. Mm. I've done the Kennedy Center with men, women, and children of the gospel for years. Wow. I've worked the James Cleveland workshops, anywhere I could find music mm -hmm. and latch on to sing, mm -hmm. I've joined on. Wow. Now, I say I never knew that. I, I've known you, and I, I know, you know, and I've been over to Galway for years, but I never knew that history. So, so I'm honored to be able to have you here, and hopefully others who not 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 shown. In fact, you got some shows coming up. Yes, you, we you, do. Okay. We uh, just did the Kennedy Center, and uh, we will be doing the Strathmore Men, Women, and Children of the Gospel, mm -hmm. and that will be June the seventh. I invite all of you to come out and relax and hear some really good gospel singing. Okay, absolutely. Yes, we're going to raise the praise vibration for you. So, and then, and, then, and before I go to Karen, I'm, I'm going to ask you in terms uh, in terms of music, and you already began talking about it. But how important is music? It's more important than anything in the world. Wow, it's better than just mere words. Uh -huh. It's something that touches the soul, mm -hmm. the heart, the mind, the entire body. Uh -huh. Music brings us together. It ties us together. Music heals. Mm -hmm. I love that you're playing for the children yes. and that you also sing. Yes. I, it is my sincere desire to one day accompany you oh. in some of your work. Yeah, I see it. I mean, it's going to happen. It's absolutely going to happen. That sooner than pleasure. later. Oh, yes, sir. We will be honored with that. Yes, and, um, and, and see, and for me, you know, we talk about music, and as adults, we get the the opportunity to choose mm -hmm. our music. Mm -hmm. Our children really don't. Yes. And I grew up even in the church, outside of the church, but also in the community. And I really have a hard time remembering songs that were made specifically for children. Mm -hmm. I mean, I grew up, I remember when I was younger, and I'm singing Casey and the Sunshine Band, <laughs> Shake Your Booty, and all this oh, type gosh. of stuff. And I mean, but it, that's just what, and nowadays you can imagine what our children are listening to. So what, what I'm trying to do with this program is let people know that there are artists like myself that have dedicated their lives mm -hmm. to concentrating on children's music and family music. Yes. We call it children and family music. Yes. And I'm going to talk about my 24-7-hour uh, uh, children's music radio station in a moment uh, dedicated to children of urban descent. So so, so we want to make sure that you heard it right here. Uh, you're going you're gonna to hear Sister Sharita. It's going to be partnering with Definitely. the Uncle Devin Show, and we're going to make that happen this, this summer. Yes. Now, Karen, I wanted to talk to you because you have a pretty extensive um, bio. Um, and I understand that you're studying, if I pronounce it right, graphology. Graphology, is that how it's pronounced? It's called graphology. Graphology. Mm -hmm. What is that? So it's really studying the handwriting of a person, uh -huh. cursive handwriting. And it goes along with the nonverbal body language that I'm studying also mm -hmm. because <clears throat> I started this because I was power of attorney of my aunt. Okay. And um, her house was sold underneath her without her realizing mm. it. And so once AARP Legal Services got involved, one of the things that they had to do was match her handwriting mm -hmm. to make sure that it was actually her signing all of these wow. papers. And so 
I went further to find out, okay, <clears throat> we see that these were her handwriting signatures from back in the day. Mm -hmm. But then because she was so sickly, mm -hmm. she wrote differently. So my my background um, started, my studying started because I wanted to see, it tells you how a person is, if a person is lying or not. Mm, yes. You just tell them to write something. Mm. Um, there's certain slants, yeah. like if you dot your eye, Right. Too far to the right or to the left, it tells you something about that person. Right. If that person really does uh, cross their T, mm -hmm. slanted or straight across, mm -hmm. you know, if a person does too many loops, it yeah. tells you so much about wow. them. And I really started this. Mama was an investigator for 38 years. Mm. And so she was yeah. always <laughs> investigating us. So <laughs> because she just wanted us to know. I want you to have a third eye, something right. that Pastor always talks to uh, us about. Yeah. Have that third eye. Don't just go, go by what uh -huh. somebody can write something to you. But do you know they wrote what you want them to say? But well, what's behind their personality uh, in the in the way that they wrote? So that's why I start I started studying it, uh -huh. and then um, the nonverbal body language. I picked up something at the same time because. I can always tell when a person is lying to me, uh, but I wanted to make sure did I just have this in my mind? I mean, yeah. is this something that I just know because I was never taught right. into intuition that you and I were speaking yeah. about, Sister yeah. right. You know, you have an intuition that someone is lying, but you know, what happens when a person is at the police station and they're under the table and they've got their hands and their, and their uh -huh. feet are jittering? Uh -huh. They are scared to death. You can't see their right. hands sweating, so, but they're rubbing them together, but they right. don't want to be they don't want to be known that they're they're lying yeah. or you know if a, if you can ready to speak to a person and um they put their hand right up over top of their their left part mm -hmm. of their head they're like they're dreading mm -hmm. they're dreading you to ask them anything okay. so it's certain things that people do yeah. to block themselves from of getting information that they know right. that you can get if you just ask the right question. And so those and, and those are sort of the nonverbal cues that people do unconsciously. Unconsciously yeah. in yeah. women and even children. Oh. And children really yes. need to learn this. And I wish that there could be a, a class in school because children think adults know it all. Right. That's right. And these children that are easily preyed mm -hmm. on mm -hmm. just for candy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They don't even realize that someone has been watching them. Right, right, absolutely. Well, see, and I did a song and, and tying it into this um, uh, on my first CD called "Don't Put Your Business on the Internet." Mm -hmm. And now I, you're talking more so about the the, the, the nonverbal things that you can see, but there's also some nonverbal things that you can read into when people are putting certain things out there. How vulnerable mm -hmm. they are. Um, yes. You put your information out there. Um, how you can. Uh, put yourself in a situation where, where predators will, 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 will prey on you in that regard. And again, I, we don't necessarily have to go in that direction, but mm -hmm. but just, you know, s sort of speaking of that. And then, of course, when I read that, I was wondering, I was like, hmm, I wonder what, what tie this has into reading hieroglyphics. <laughs> you know, now I know it's a little bit different there. And I, I remember um, yeah, Reverend Masai L was yes. talking about that. And, you know, uh, we, we, again, I don't want to go into too far, but maybe we had to have a show just, just for that. But um, but, you know, I do a, a session in one of my teaching artist class that uh, talk, teaches children how to use their body as mm -hmm. percussion instruments and how to say syllables or mm -hmm. verbs or even say their name using their body. So when I saw that you had this, this connection with that, you're focusing on the, the nonverbal cues that um, uh, people do unconsciously. And then I also like to focus on what we do consciously because as a people, we had to create ways to communicate when right. 
when 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 uh, the slave master was trying to take away our drum and our voice and mm -hmm. and all those types of things and and to me that is part of our our, our strength and that's the important importance that music plays yeah. you know in our in our development now uh, sister Sharidi in terms of Reverend Ma uh, Reverend Masael I know. Uh, you know, he, he a lot of study that's going on over at uh, Galbraith Church. Yes. Um, what can you say? Now, he, I know he's really gotten into music himself. Yes, he's old. Okay, talk a little. Well, we got two minutes. Just real briefly. He plays many <laughs> plays many instruments. Uh, actually, okay. He's written songs. He has a book of songs. Wow. He's very talented in that arena. Okay. And he works on it daily. Okay. So. We need to uh, get to hear him. Well, I, I, I met with him not too long ago, and he just purchased a, a ukulele. And I, yeah. I noticed he did that while you weren't in town. <laughs> so, uh, so he gonna blame it on me. He showed <laughs> it to me immediately. I love it. Thank you. And we sat down with it, and I'm I'm now teaching ukulele to uh, a group of African immigrants at two housing complexes, one in um, Tacoma Park, Maryland, and the other one in Silver Springs. Wonderful. Uh, and the other. Um, uh, thing is, I'm gonna be teaching ukulele classes at Strathmore. Um, yes, Good for the you. Uke Fest, um, they got me coming in, and I'm doing something centering around strumming and drumming. Good for the kids. Yes, but you know what's funny? It's primarily all adults that come to the Uke Fest, wow. and so it is phenomenal. But I tell you what, we're gonna do. It's a wonderful instrument. Oh, it, it is absolutely a phenomenal inst instrument, and we yes. want to talk a little bit about. I understand you all have Women's Day coming up. I, I want to talk a little bit about that. And I'm going to say, if you, in, in 60 seconds, since we're talking about nonverbal communication, I'm going to give you an example of handball. Okay. Just wait in 60 seconds. We'll uh, take this little break, and we'll come back, run back to, with you on WOL, where information is power. All right, stand by. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Hey, Carletta. Hey, Geraldine. And Marion. In fact, Geraldine, I forgot. You're the one that made me do that song, Don't Put Your Business on the Internet, so I'm going to have to mention that. Anything you want to talk about? Anything we have? We do invite you to Women's Day at Galbraith. Okay. Um, no, no, we're only on Facebook. We'll come back on the air. Okay. Yeah. So uh, that's this Sunday, the fourth Sunday. Ser services begin at ten thirty a.m. Okay. We have our Women's Day choir. Mm -hmm. uh, we have a Women's Day speaker. Okay. And uh, she's a dynamic person, Reverend Yvette Massey. Hmm. From the United Methodist Church will be with us. Any relationship? Of course. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> My sweet niece. Okay, all right. We'll do, we're going to repeat that in a minute once we go back on air, but um, you all can join them um, and we'll give the address. Is there a way if someone wants to contact you all? The best way they to do it? can call the church. Okay, so we'll give that number out as well um, in just a minute. Let me know if you have any questions online. Um, we'd be glad to add that to the, to the poll. Stand by. And we're back. Welcome back to the Uncle Devin Show here on WOL 1450 AM, 95.9 FM, where information is power. And this is the show that is to combat what, what we call music adultification, uh, where we force our children to listen to inappropriate adult music instead of age-appropriate and culturally relevant music. And my guests today are uh, Ms. Sharita Masael of, of Galbraith, uh, First Lady of Galbraith Amy Zion Church, and also a fellow member, uh, Karen Marie Woodbury, uh, who um, extensive history, but both are 
out of Galbraith AME Zion Church. Now, let's, uh, I mentioned we're going to do the handbone. I'm, I'm going to show a little, little handbone. Now, the handbone, to be honest, is an African drum technique that uses the entire body as a drum set to produce different sounds. Mm -hmm. And it was something that was created by our people ingeniously, especially when the drum was outlawed, when, when they realized that the drum was being used to help us communicate to, for our freedom. Now, it's a little bit difficult, and, and Alonzo, my engineer, he, he may go, I'm gonna try to stand up so I can be near the mi microphone, but I'm just gonna give you a quick little 15-second rendition of the, uh, of the hand bone, and I'm gonna do it in three tempos, okay? I've got the slow, medium, and then fast. If I can stand up here and do it, see if we can get it here. Is this the hand bone that I think? Yeah, that this is the body. Yeah. Oh, wow, yeah. This is it. I'm only doing it in one leg. Okay. Uh, at this actually, this is this was the the medium. I should have started off on the on the. This is the slow. Mm -hmm. Can you hear anything, Alonzo? Okay, faster. Mm. Now triple time, triple time. Oh my gosh, <laughs> wonderful! <laughs> it's called a handball. <laughs> and so you. I do that only. You know, we talk about nonverbal. Um, and if you want to see a video that I did, I, I created a video. I think I sent it to to you all. Um, well, maybe I didn't send that one. I'm not sure. But you can go to the Uncle Devin Show YouTube page, and I created a an instructional video on how to do the handball. Mm -hmm. It walks you through all the parts, uh, and we, my wife and I filmed it right out in front of the Hoover Dam in Arizona. It was a beautiful wow. backdrop, so uh, we'll be able to touch on that. So again, my guest here from Galbraith Amy Zion Church, and the show is sponsored by Galbraith Amy Zion Church today. Uh, and you all have um, Women's Day coming up this Sunday. We do. Okay. We do. That'll be this, this Sunday, the fourth Sunday. Mm -hmm. uh, we have Reverend Yvette Massey mm -hmm. from the United Methodist Church, who will be our preacher for the hour. Okay. And uh, that's 1114 6th Street Northwest mm -hmm. between L and M, Galbraith AME Zion Church. Okay. The, the church, church where love is lived. Love is lived. I love that. <laughs> And, um, and if someone needed to call the church or reach out to the church, what's the best way to do that? Uh, they can dial 202-289-1580. And what can, now talk a little bit about the role of women in faith and the role of women in our community as it relates to pretty much almost anything that we do. Uh, why focus, why have a women's day? I know that there's, I, I know we, many people may think so, but I want to make sure that we people understand why it's needed to have a, a day such as women's day. What, what's the significance of that? The significance is, Brother Devin, women rule. Now, there it is. Right. <laughs> it's a simple. Right. This is our time. Yes. And we are coming to the forefront mm -hmm. and taking our rightful position right. to set things straight. Absolutely. To heal the land. Wow. To heal the people. Right. To heal our children. Yes. To heal ourselves. Absolutely. Okay. And, and see, to me, as a, uh, a drummer, um, I'm trying to erase some of the stereotypes because typically boys gravitate toward drums, girls gravitate toward dancing or something to that degree. And I, I, I'm at my shows, I try to make sure I get a good mixture of both coming up yes. to touch and play the drums yes. to show that you know, music doesn't have any gender. <laughs> it's, just, it's just an instrument. Yes. My, my sidekick, uh, Mr. Grasshopper, uh, is a phenomenal flute player. And uh, that traditionally is something that most times people will associate with females. So now he's showing that anybody can play the instrument. And likewise, when it comes to, you know, the role that women and, and, and ladies play. And I don't know if you all know that the mother, what we call the mother, mother, one of the mothers of children's music, 
is a sister by the name of Ella Jenkins. I don't know if you ever heard of Ella Jenkins. She's in her 90s. She's probably about 95, 96. Most of our listeners have, um, and most of our sisters have, I mean, our listeners may have heard her music. She's been on Sesame Street, on, uh, uh, yeah, on Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Uh, she's recognized in the, uh, the Smith, Smithsonian Folklore Museum. Um, and she has some beautiful, just some children-related songs, but uh, many people don't even realize that she exists. And I had the opportunity of meeting her once um, back, I think it was in 2011, uh, up in Brooklyn, New York. And she has some beautiful songs. I mean, there's one song that she created, and you can look it up. It's like, you write a song, and, well, I guess we can say, you sing a song, and I'll sing a song. We'll sing the song together. You sing the song and I'll sing the song in the springtime weather. And then she'll add to it. You jump along and I'll mm-hmm. jump along. So you know what the children start doing. That's right. They start jumping. Yeah. And then you clap along and then I'll clap along. But it's just the act of learning. Mm-hmm. Now talk about the church. Now the church kind of grew up in that call and response type of connection, especially the black church. Yeah. What's the relationship that you see with that type of music being played in church or um, uh, having that type of effect on people where you get people to participate instead of just sit there? Uh, some years ago, many, many years ago, they do what they call lining a hymn. And that is a call and response. The leader of the line will uh-huh. recite the words. Okay. And that's an opportunity to give the congregation the words that are to be sung. And then the congregation, in turn, will sing that particular phrase. Okay. But that's lining a hymn. Oh, wow. And it's a tradition of ours that dates so far back. Wow, so it's called lining the hymn. Lining a hymn. I've never heard of that. Yeah. Okay. And I think that, you know, a lot of things that we do are just so natural. Yeah. Many times that we don't even think about, um, you know, uh, about how that works. And so so in, in terms of music, we talk about how the importance that music has in in you know, I guess for, for us individually, but even for the church. Can you imagine a, having a church without music? No, yeah. not at all. <laughs> I cannot. Because yeah. your rhythm just automatically takes you to music. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and even though I don't have a background in music, mm-hmm. I mean, even though I did sing in the choir in, as a child, mm-hmm. for me, whatever you're going through, mm-hmm. There's something about that music. Mm-hmm. I mean, you might just sit there and you'll listen to the song and you know you want to stand up, but eventually <laughs> somebody will bellow out in a certain octane and it, you just have to. And it, and it really releases, like you said earlier, it releases stress, it yes. releases whatever you're going through. So, yes, I, I think that there is definitely mm-hmm. a relationship. And that's why I want us to be more deliberate when it comes to children and music. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we've been accidental when it comes to music with children. You know, um, now most times people will say that gospel music is is, is good for everyone. But I'm, I've been encouraging uh, members of our Christian community um, to be more specific about creating songs for children. Yes. Because quite honestly, not all gospel songs are relatable to children. Mm-hmm. You know, some things we talk, sometimes we have to talk on a certain different, I mean, we're, we're, we're adults, and we have yeah, to talk right. on a different level. Um, I remember, um, I think some of the songs that, that children really relate to, let me ask you, can you all think of any gospel-related children's songs offhand? Um, my mother was singing one, and, and Ma, I don't know if you're listening, but I, I'm trying to remember the one you remember. 
but I only remember maybe one or two. I don't know if you all happen to recall any. I don't know that they would be labeled the gospel songs. Okay, okay. Well, well, do you have some songs that might be, well, well, well just name thank you songs in general. That yes, Jesus loves me. Okay. Jesus loves the little children. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, there are just so many. So would that be, in terms of gospel, would you consider this more of a, a spiritual song? Yeah. Okay, okay. So yes. we can talk, so even the spirituals. Yeah. Now, I love the spirituals. I love the spirituals also. And to me, that's where I think we've lost a lot of connection. Those spirituals kind of had dual meanings. Exactly. You know, it talked about the, it tells us, well, the importance about telling the story. Mm -hmm. Storytelling is, is huge. Mm -hmm. um, and it almost tells the story in secret. Okay. Give me, let me talk a little bit more about that. Uh, I think I know what you're talking about. Wade in the water. Uh oh. Where are we going? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Or, uh, yes. There's, when you see smoke, mm -hmm. just different phrases that uh -huh. may mean one thing to one sect right. and something totally different to another. Absolutely. When Harriet took me to, Harriet Tubman took the slaves over, uh -huh. that's how they, that's how they communicate. That's right. That's right. That's how they spoke. That's right. And we understood one another. Right. That was our language. Right. Absolutely. So it makes a big difference. Well, and then not, not only that, you're talking about waving in the water. Um, that was a dual meaning. Of course, yes. you know, you just you, if you're going through certain things in life, you just wait it out, and God is going to take care of you. Mm -hmm. But it also meant when the slave master was chasing us, yes, sir, and they had the bloodhounds after us. You get in that water, them dogs can't dog. smell. Exactly right. <laughs> it was those dual they meetings. Can't track they can't track you, you That's know, or, or when uh when when the you know we we're gonna have a secret meeting. Uh you didn't know what you know what time we were gonna meet and we'll sing a song. Um uh oh I forgot the song now. I think I know we sing it, uh oh it'll come back to me, but all the mm -hmm. songs have dual meaning. Yes. Talk uh, real quick, we gotta wrap up. Uh talk a little bit more about uh, Women's Day and give the information on how people can uh, on the time of the service. The service begins at 10.30 a.m. Our Women's Day colors this year are purple and white, which have been our colors for some years okay. now. Mm -hmm. And we uh, just intend on having a good time. Please come out and be with us. And we have a reception afterwards. Oh, Sister Karen is there inviting you. you to our reception. Are you cooking? Aren't you, aren't you head of the cooking ministry? She's a wonderful <laughs> caterer. <laughs> okay. She caters to Reverend and I okay. and does wonderful not <laughs> having uh, cooking, I think. Oh, okay. <laughs> Well, we got to wrap up. I want to thank you all for being here. I want to thank the members of Galbraith Amy Zion Church for sponsoring the show. Uh, I wish you all the best, and we will connect uh, yes, this summer, without I a doubt. I look forward to that. All right. Thank you, and thank we'll you see so you much. at Galbraith yes. Church, where love is lived. And thank you all for tuning in. This is the Uncle Devin Show We're, uh, here on WOL. And remember, life is a drum, so beat it. Amen. That's from Rod D. Masael.